Welcome back to this week's episode of Sorry, I Only Read Rom-Coms. My name is Anu. How was your week? Um, any high points? Any low points? Any random stuff that made you more curious about more random stuff? Let me know. I'm freshly coming out from my leave and I want to run back in. Thankfully, I love my job. I feel like I have to say that so that I don't sound lazy. But I need a proper holiday in a new country where I plan tons of activities and I do exactly nothing. Do you get me? So for the last couple of weeks, I feel like I have been taking a stab at rom-coms. For someone that unapologetically stands these books, I have been quite on the critical side. And... When it comes to examining how rom-coms push some unhealthy and to be honest, very anti-feminist positions, I've been giving it the side eye for the, the last couple of episodes, but while it has its problematic side, can we make the conclusion that rom-coms aren't feminist in nature? Is it supposed to be? That's what we'll be talking about today. Let's dive in. While doing some research for this episode, I stumbled across a thesis called Reading the Romance Through the Eyes of a Millennial Feminist. And it was written by Jessica English. And here's what she had to say. Um, So romance literature is the top selling sector of the literature market, almost doubling sales of crime and mystery books and religious texts. And like, I think those are the top two selling genres. And these books are consumed primarily by young, educated women, yet there's still a stigma surrounding the consumption and enjoyment of them. Not only are they consumed primarily by women, they are written by women, for women, and about women, as well as published primarily by women. The the publishing industry for these books are also predominantly female, an astounding 74%. So women write and read romance heroes to examine, subvert, discuss, revel in, and reject patriarchal constructions of masculinity. Hmm. So, my first impression reading that was, yes, if it centers women, it could be feminist, could be the operative word word here. Um, if you listen to the episodes on on consent, toxicity, assertiveness, you see that while it centers women, it still it can still push some patriarchal narratives, right? Like in um, what's that what's that episode titled now? Um, is this toxic or is this cute? And we just gave like a couple of tropes some side eye. So I don't know how it rejects the construction stated here. I feel like that is too an umbrella a term. For example, tall, dark, and handsome is a patriarchal trope. Knights in shining armor is a patriarchal trope. And of course, damsel in distress is a patriarchal trope. And they still show up in books written in 2020, in 2019. Do you get me? For example, if um, a woman is being stalked by somebody, most likely the detective is going to be a man, and then they'll have a couple of heated conversations, they'll get attracted to each other, the woman will move into his house, and then they'll have sex, and then somewhere along the line they'll fall in love, and then he'll swoop in when they kidnap her at some point, because they would always kidnap her, and then they'll live happily ever after. That is after the police officer gets shot. I think, and then she'll super and she'll be like, Oh my god, it took a bullet for me. And then 
believe happily ever after tell me that is not a knight in shining armor trope i feel like i've read that storyline a thousand and one time pick up any detective romance book that is what you will see there but let's continue she referenced a book by maya rodile I think that's how it's pronounced. It's called Dangerous Books for Girls, The Bad Reputation of Romance Novels Explained. And here's an excerpt from the book. So it says, by creating stories with an intense focus on a heroine, her choices, her pleasure, her independence, her reward, romance novels promoted the radical ideas of what a woman could do with her life and inspired women to try and make that dream a reality far more than silly novels by silly novelists. These books are perhaps some of the most subversive literature ever written, distributed, and consumed. Hmm, sounds badass. Another interpretation of romance novels with alpha heroes is that they are the patriarchy versus feminism read small. The hero for alpha male is the embodiment of the patriarchy and the heroine is the embodiment of feminism. And these two must figure out how to bring out the best in each other and find common ground in order to live happily ever after. This specific juxtaposition is not entirely unlike our real-world reality. Women are so often viewed as lesser, with the patriarchy dominating over them constantly, that this power struggle and eventually happy ending is appealing to our desires to feel like we have equal weight in the world. It's a literary battle of the sexes, one that in the case of romance fiction, women win. I find this archetype description of the alpha hero being patriarchy and feminism being the heroine interesting. I haven't fully fleshed out my thoughts yet, to be honest. I just thought that this was just a very interesting imagery. It was just like, I was like, okay, this I'm curious. So tell me what you think. For one, I feel like the hero will usually save the day. So using this sample... Will patriarchy save the day? I don't think so. Now, this is just me like trying to draw out something from what was written here. I'll probably go back here and, and just like have a deeper dive into it if I'm asked. I also feel like it's a very combined narrative that I don't want. I don't think the goal is to dismantle patriarchy. I don't think... I, okay, the goal is to dismantle patriarchy, yeah. The goal is to dismantle patriarchy, not dine with it or live happily ever after with it. And, like, no, still knows the alpha male scene. It's still another patriarchal trope. And we, we need to have a conversation on how rom-coms exude toxic masculinity, especially in heterosexual stories. Like, those cis sets, the cis sets are just weird. And, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the default now. So yeah anyway i found this next bit interesting where she said the most important finding is that it's nine percent of romance readers felt people looked down on them for their reading material and 52 percent felt shame for reading romance novels this deeply ingrained feeling of shame that we know we should feel communicate something important since romance novels are inherently female by women for women about women this shame shows that it's not just a distaste towards the books themselves but a distaste towards women in general 
this part i agree to be honest when i thought about starting a podcast it was a mental battle to be able to accept that i mostly read rom-coms so if i'm going to do something around books i have to accept that that's what i'll be talking about and i have to specify that if not people will ask like why only rom-coms why 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 aren't you talking about like some sci-fi thing or some political thriller or whatever and there was a bit of guilt and shame around that hence the name starts in with sorry in sorry i only read rom-coms it was like i had to always mentally justify that by saying oh i consume other genres and other topics through other mediums but the question is like why did i feel the need to so i can definitely relate to that part and finally Kessington editor sc soga said i think the romance industry is feminist in terms of the ability it gives women to run businesses earn incomes express themselves and explore all these things that women were told not to think about too deeply i like it and there you have it arguments for and maybe arguments against the idea of rom-coms being feminist or anti-feminist i'd like to know what you think at this point i think to tie it up rom i feel like i feel like rom-coms generally reflect the collective mind of the world that we are in currently which is very patriarchal hence the problematic elements even so i don't think it goes out of its way to disenfranchise women i don't think so but i feel like as long as conversations like this happens, we'll slowly see a shift in how the characters we love so much are written. It does the work though of showing the minds of women, it tells us how she feels, and it also invites us into empathy with her. And in that point, you are centering women, which is a win for me. So what do you think? Aaron comes anti-feminist? Have you read a book and you've gone like, hmm, the patriarchy jumped out here. I've read a couple of those and I just give them side eye and I just turn the page or sometimes it gets overwhelming and I drop it because it's just a lot. What are your thoughts? Share them in the voice note here on the Anchor app or send me a DM on Instagram and Twitter at HelloAnu. That is Hello A-A-N-E. Talk to you next week. Bye.